49ers back at it again at practice Monday. Dwight Clark Day in Santa Clara. A long, hot practice. Notes from Kyle Shanahan's press conference. And the biggest one, Brock Purdy will not play against the Raiders in preseason opener. That and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate all of the everydayers out there that are with us as we go through training camp now and head toward the 2023 season. You can be an everydayer. Just subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, big news today, Croc. We got to start here. Kyle Shanahan took the podium after practice and uh, let us know the plan for Brock Purdy. And the the not only is not only does he doubt quote unquote that Brock Purdy will play in the preseason opener in Las Vegas against the Raiders, he kind of hinted that maybe Brock Purdy won't play at all in the preseason. Uh, this is the so this is basically what he said. He said that the plan right now is Brock Purdy will be involved in, in both days of the joint practices, but he will hold him out of the uh, Sunday preseason opener against the Raiders. And he's, But he did say it's possible to change his mind and that he's changed his mind before when he had initial plans, but that's the plan now, and so uh, that's probably likely the way it's going to go. No Brock Purdy against the Raiders, but he's going to get involved in the joint practices too. So we'll see if there's any scrapes and scraps and if uh, any of the Raiders try to accidentally bump and hit Brock Purdy and see how uh, mad the rest of the 49ers offense gets around him. And uh, here's what's interesting, though. He said, uh, "I he says, I think it's always good to play, but I don't think he has to. A lot of guys have to. A lot of guys don't have to, but it usually helps. So I don't know if that was Kyle saying that Brock Purdy doesn't have to play in the first preseason game or if he doesn't have to play in any preseason games. So, uh, and I'm sure they're going to wait until he's at least fully, fully cleared because he's kind of in that take some days off zone still, Kyle Shanahan said. But uh, we'll see preseason game number two. I got to imagine they want to get him some some preseason work before the season starts, but we'll see. He's not going to play against the Raiders. Joint practice is probably more important anyway, though, right, Kra? I think the joint practices are definitely more important. And we saw that last year when, you know, Trey Lance was, was the guy and they were going out, I think it was against the Minnesota Vikings, I believe where he, the, the practices were definitely more important. And Trey Lance went into the actual game and did not play. So uh, it's not like something foreign to Kyle Shanahan with his handling of the quarterback. He felt like the reps that most of the starters received in those practices were more important than actually playing in the preseason game. And actually, you know, again, live action, full speed. The only thing they're not doing is really like taking guys to the ground. I think that's a really good way of continuing to have high level competition, but keep your guys safe. Right. Yeah. You, you don't want, you know, you don't want somebody getting through in the first quarter of a preseason game and hitting Brock Purdy. You, you probably want to save him for uh, at least preseason game number two. So we'll, we'll find out how much Brock Purdy plays in the preseason. Uh, joint practice is going to be awesome. Crocky might be there. I know you're going to be there for another event, right? With the involving Charles Woodson, yeah, Charles Woodson has a couple of events uh, this weekend, and I'll be there uh, with him on Sunday representing the 49ers. So I'll be up there with the panel, and uh, it's actually pretty cool, man. That his his people uh, reached out to a representative 
that kind of looks out at me for different things. And I said, Charles Woodson, like the Charles Woodson, a guy who, you know, my brother and I, you know, I've talked about it a lot. I'm a big 49er fan. My brother's a big Dallas Cowboy fan. But on our door to our room to get in was a big poster of Charles Woodson in the Raiders uniform. So uh, that shows you kind of the love that that we've had for Charles Woodson growing up. So it's pretty cool to uh, be able to kind of, you know, share a stage with him. How come you never converted to safety, Croc? Me or Charles Woodson? No, you. How come you didn't like Charles Woodson? You got the size? You know, I, I don't know. When During my workout with the New York Jets, Coach Dennis Thurman had asked me, said, have you ever played safety? And I was like, nah. And I planned on learning safety when I got to the Jets because the more you know, you know, the better. Mm-hmm. But it was so much for me just to learn the cornerback position. There was no way I was learning their safety spot. I just wasn't smart enough to retain that kind of information. The safety in that defense was essentially the quarterback of the defense. And what I mean by that, just the alignments, the strengths, the you know, the the weak side, making sure everybody's lined up. You know, which side do you blitz off of? And all the things that the safety had to worry about, you know, the the linebackers, you know, and how that mirrors with these guys in the the corners and the nickels and kind of all meshes together. I said, ah, you know what? Just leave me on the outside, <laughs> you know, where you know, is it cover one, cover two, cover three, yeah. and then just to learn the differences from there with uh, different ways you'll you know go against like a bunch when you are in let's say quarters verse or you know a fire zone or a sky and then the differences between those and you know I had a hard enough time learning that so uh, safety I wanted to learn it because I had safety size but didn't work out and that's part of the reason why I probably didn't too long. And it's one thing for someone like Charles Woodson who's you know played forever and he's at the end of his career and already knows the defense and then transitions into safety but we always throw that out there and, and you know that's just something we do is like oh Big receiver, make him a tight end. Easy. You know, that'll probably take what a week, you know? And the same thing with cornerbacks. Oh, big corner. Make him a safety. Easy. Like it can't fail, right? Um, but it but it, it takes depending on the scheme, I'm sure. But man, uh it's it's not as easy as we might think it is for some of these athletes. One one of the kids I trained, he actually signed as an undrafted rookie for agent um during this past class with the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, really excited for him. He was a cornerback, transferred from UConn to Vanderbilt. And we'll fly out to Arkansas to train with me a bunch of times. Well, they were short. The Baltimore Ravens were short cornerback or safeties uh, to start that mini rookie area in uh, uh, training camp. And they asked him, like, hey, can you take some snaps at safety? He's a 6'2", 200-pound guy. He said, sure. Well, they haven't moved him from safety since. They're like, wow, this guy is sharp. He picked up all the information. And, you know, he's a guy that he can play corner. It doesn't have, like, the most speed. But – they're leaving him there at, at that at that safety spot. He got an interception the other day. Picked off, I think it was Josh Johnson, actually. Have you heard if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play in the preseason game? Because he's coming off his own injury. That'll be interesting. I mean, hopefully they don't hold him out from everything. Like, I, I want to see, you know, how many interceptions Jimmy throws to the 49ers uh, in the joint practices. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Purdy's doing the joint practices. Hopefully Jimmy G is too. It'd be, it would have been fun to see all them in the, in the game, but we'll see a lot of trade in the game. Uh, hopefully a ton. I mean, trade needs reps. Let him play the whole dang game. I don't care. Um, you know, we'll probably see a lot of uh, Sam Darnold and a little uh, Brandon Allen as well uh, in the, uh, it'd probably be a quarter, quarter, half actually for, if I had to guess right now, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan said it today. I didn't catch that part of it, but first quarter, Trey, second quarter, Darnold, second half, Brandon Allen, something like that in the uh, in the in the preseason game number one um and then jimmy g 
I'm interested. I'm really interested to see what Jimmy G looks like in, in that Raiders uniform and, and how he plays in that offense. And Jimmy Garoppolo sounds like, I don't want to say struggles because we know he wasn't someone that took great care of the ball when he was with the 49ers in practices. He threw numerous interceptions. Matter of fact, he did something I don't think we'll ever see done again when he threw five consecutive interceptions, which to me, I mean, that's truly amazing. It's amazing. And I mean, they went to the Super Bowl that year. And they went to the Super Bowl. So right now, I think a lot of people are making a big uh, issue with the amount of times he's turned over the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe a lot like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, he threw a pick six in practice today off of a tip. I think a linebacker tipped it. Then uh, uh, the safety, oh my, Tishon Gibson picked it off, took it to the crib. And we can look at the amount of times that Brock Purdy has put the ball in harm's way during training camp and either picked it off or near picks. But ultimately in the game, it's like, hey, man, it's kind of a, it's kind of a gamer. Yeah, and I think no, that's how you can view Jimmy Garoppolo as well. They're, they got a lot of similarities there. Did, did I tell you the um, the story that Williamson told me? By the way, everybody, subscribe up to Peacock and Williamson right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The entire league covered for you every day. Uh, Williamson st- told me an, an old story from like 20 years ago in Steelers camp where there was kind of a quarterback competition and, and the backup quarterback guy was like, I can't remember what the guy's name was. I had never really heard of him. He's like Pat Fitzgerald or something like that. Uh, somebody Fitzgerald maybe. Um, but anyway, he was reading the newspaper and they were putting the box score stats from training camp in the newspaper. And he just started just, just checking it down, checking it down. Easy throw, easy throw. Cause he wanted the numbers. He wanted to look good. He wanted to win the job in the newspaper. Right. Uh, and he ended up not winning the job, but uh, yeah, that's something you can't pay too much attention to that. that that's not what training camp's all about. So again, like when we said, we, we've said this, Numerous times we said to start training camp, box score scouting the the quarterbacks at training camp is probably not the way to go. And I see a lot of people putting a lot of stock in the completion percentages with these guys, where for me, and I'm pretty sure for Kyle as well, is more about the process in which they come to, you know, throwing a pass, art of reading the field well, because you could check it down and there's a completion, but did you miss a big hitter over the middle? You know, which those things we've talked about a lot, the staples of Kyle Shanahan's offense. So, you know, those are things that we don't quite know, especially when you can't watch the film, but definitely things that are missed when you just look at a completion percentage in practice, which these guys have had good completion percentages. That's not an issue, but does that tell the full story on who's doing what and how well a quarterback is doing? I would say no. It got to be the fewest camps I can remember ever in a, in a 49ers training camp with all these four quarterbacks combined. Uh, next, Croc Shanahan talking about Nick Bosa, what he expects from that contract, when it should get done, if he's worried about it at all. And then uh, a little nugget from what we saw with one particular play in training camp. And how can we haven't heard more about the 49ers top draft pick, Jair Brown, this training camp? Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire midseason, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So with draft prep underway, uh, eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And how about one of the guys that Croc and I were talking up a lot pre-draft last year, and that's Christian Watson. If you're looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver, a breakout player, kind of broke out as a rookie, especially in the second half of the year, he can drive your team to big points 
while he catches on with a new starting quarterback. Can he get it done with Jordan Love? We'll see, but the talent is all there. And according to uh, Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers and those camp reports, Christian Watson's looking like the real deal here to start year number two. And that is a guaranteed fit for your fantasy football roster. And with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly air filters brakes batteries tail lights alternators shocks struts you name it ebay motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because ebay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. More from 49ers training camp. Kyle Shanahan uh, speaking to reporters. 49ers working out some running backs, too. We'll get to in a second. But uh, big uh, Nick Bosa. It's kind of a big story that's looming, but nobody seems to be worried about it right now. Croc, we talked about it last week. I'm not worried about it. You're not worried about it yet. But obviously, there's something going on. And there's a reason that Nick Bosa now, into August, we're, we're, we're in the week of a preseason game now, and, and Nick Bosa has still not been... Uh, re-upped by the 49ers and still holding out. So that's not an ideal situation. But Kyle Shanahan reminded everybody that Nick Bosa doesn't really play in the preseason much anyway. And uh, clearly, Kyle Shanahan's not worried about what shape Bosa's going to be in, which is the 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 easiest thing to know that that, that shape, he's going to be in 100% great shape. Football shape is the big question. Still has plenty of time. So again, reiterating the Bosa holdout situation. Not a worry yet, I think is where we're at with with Bosa and, and I'm sure the deal is going to get done, but at this point it's, it's obviously not a, it's a negotiation that's difficult because that would have, that would have been done. You know, we've so, so many big contracts. This one, there's something different about this one. We were thinking like, Oh, by the time of training camp, like this would be taken care of, you know, how difficult can it be? Make him the highest paid defensive player ever. And you know, you'll, you'll be fine. It is taking a little bit longer than I was expecting. And I have said, and I said this on 95.7 The Game, and I'm so excited that a doctor came out to kind of confirm my worries on it. I said it's, it's not about him playing in the preseason. And Kyle Shanahan, he can say that as well. But I also said it's more so about the increase in risk of soft tissue injuries. And I mentioned that on 95.7 The Game. And Dr. Narav uh, Panya was listening, and he said, and I quote, Great insight by Eric Crocker on 95.7 The Game this morning with Bonte Hill about the increased risk of soft tissue injuries with training camp holdouts. So that kind of confirmed my, my theory there where you that is something to be worried about. So, yeah, we're not – we don't care about him actually playing in the game. Does he need that? No. He's going to be a gamer regardless. It's missing a lot of training camp that helps ramp up certain areas of, of, of your body and just the physicality and competing against guys, competing in one-on-ones, you know, you, you using that time there to help really get your body ready to go hundred percent. So, I mean, if you look at just over the years, and I'm not saying this every single guy, but more times than not. And I hope somebody can find this like statistic guys that hold out throughout training camp and a lot of preseason, then they return. 
there's a lot of injuries that they tend to have. And I want to knock on wood here because I don't want that to be the case with Nick Bosa, but that's definitely the thing that I would worry about the most. So, yeah, it's going to be ready to go week one. Like, uh, sure. Right? And he might get two, three sacks. He might just, just destroy Pittsburgh's uh, uh, offensive line. But in the process, does he end up having an, a soft tissue injury that makes him miss more time because he wasn't here. He wasn't able to go 100%. Like whatever you think your hundred percent is when you're competing against someone else, it's even better. And I remember running a 40 yard dash for Modesto junior college. And, you know, I wasn't like the fastest of guys. Right. But when they, the way they timed us, they had us race against guys. I ran like a four, four, six or something like that. That was not a four, four guy, but I'm running, but I'm racing against someone. So it's just, my 100% was just better than I would normally do on air or what I would do in training. So I think that's the part right there where he kind of he, – he misses that. And I know Kyle, you know, has to kind of put on like he's not worried and maybe he doesn't even think about that. But that's something I definitely thought a lot about. Absolutely. Needs that ramp up. Don't, don't want to force Bosa right out of holding out and being in great shape but into football games. And it's, it's a different kind of shape. Um, So we got – so – Eric Crocker, pro defensive back, Arena Bowl champion. We've seen his pro day tape now. He's got a he's got a legit arm. <laughs> Athleticism. He can catch the football despite most DBs not being able to. Personal trainer, training athletes. Uh, and now we can add Doc Croc to the list. Hey, you know, I, I tell people all the time, my name is uh, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, but we might have to start adding that MD next to my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching this show Suits and the big kind of storyline with it is one of the guys he kind of faked his way into being a lawyer great show by the way if you haven't watched it on Netflix it's on Netflix right now but um, uh, I don't think I can fake my way into being a doctor <laughs> oh that's a tough one yeah no, no way no way uh, the, the amount of education like just the things that they come up with when you talk to a doctor and they know everything about a subject. Like, well, you didn't even know what I was coming in for today. And you know everything about it. Well, my wife, she's an RN. Yeah. So just, you know, there's some things I still just look at her as, oh, my wife, you know, Stevie. But when someone has a question about something like as it pertains to like being sick or medical, she always knows the answer. I'm like, man, how the heck do you know that? You know, yeah, that's what it is. She's been rubbing off on you. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um. Next, Croc, I want to talk about the four running backs that the 49ers have worked out with the injury to Elijah Mitchell, probably prepping for these preseason games, and they need someone at, at the very minimum to get some carries and take some, some workload off of the other running backs. And who knows, maybe someone that can, has an opportunity to, uh, to make the team and, and compete for uh, one of the 53 spots and a practice squad spot. And some names you will probably recognize there and something we saw on tape uh, i got some questions croc i want to talk a little bit more about the 49ers top draft pick jair brown why haven't we, we haven't heard hardly anything about him in camp next thank you once again everybody for making locked on 49ers your first listen every day here on the locked on podcast network make sure you are subscribed up on youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts and and uh, hit the thumbs up hit the like button we appreciate that always helps and, and notification button so you know when we go live you know when a new episode is ready for you there if you do like to watch us and see us face to face as we do our youtube episodes and if you're a, an audio podcast listener you can find us everywhere you find your podcasts duke johnson 
Did Duke Johnson play for Kyle Shanahan before? I was just going to say that. I was going to ask you that. He, he is someone who played for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I know that for sure. Was he there when I Kyle, Kyle was there? 10 year. years ago, 2014, I think, was the season that Shanahan was in Cleveland. Let's see. But here are the four names. Uh, Duke Johnson, one of those players, the 49ers working out this week. Brian Hill, veteran running back. Jeremy McNichols, second stint with the 49ers, potentially if he signs. And uh, Jason Huntley, uh, who's the player I know the least uh, about of that group. I've seen all of the others play in the NFL. Um, I don't remember Jason Huntley's background. I, I know the name. But Jerry McNichols is an interesting one. Remember, he was on hard knocks, got cut. They wanted to bring him back to the practice squad. He said, no, screw that. I'm going to go sign with the 49ers practice squad. And I remember the, uh, I think it was the Buccaneers that year. And they were, they were, they were pretty hurt by that, that that McNichols didn't want to uh, sign with them and wanted to go somewhere else and didn't really stick long with the Niners and hasn't really stuck long with any team, but he's been around. I mean, he's, he's, he's made a career out of it. He's bounced around a little bit. We'll see if he catches back home with the 49ers. So I just looked it up. Duke Johnson did not cross over with Kyle Shanahan. He actually uh, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns and played with Cleveland for four years, but his first year was 2015. So. Okay, uh, so I believe right Kyle Shanahan at that time was with Atlanta in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, did Duke Johnson play in Atlanta, though? He did not play in Atlanta. Okay. And the interesting thing with Duke Johnson, just kind of looking at his numbers, when I hear his name and how much I've seen him kind of, you know, just playing around the NFL, the, the, the name is definitely louder than the production. And I know he's kind of a kind of a scat back type of guy, but he's kind of this yeah. uh, pass catching back. Yeah. He has – Definitely better receiving numbers than rushing numbers. And looking at his stats are really wild. I would say, and I'm looking every year of him as a pro, he had more receiving yards in the season than rushing yards, except for one year where he had the exact same amount of rushing yards and receiving yards, 410, 410 uh, with Houston. But outside of that, he was a guy that was hovering around a thousand yards from scrimmage uh, offensively, but mostly because of his ability to be a pass catcher out the backfield. Yeah, interesting player. He's always been that third down type of back and, and a pass catcher out of the backfield. And, you know, in your PPR fantasy leagues, he had value, even though he was never, uh, you know, a number one back and sometimes not even the number two back on early downs for whatever teams he he played for. So interesting player there. Duke Johnson, definitely the biggest name and has played the most NFL football. Brian Hill. Jeremy McNichols and Jason Huntley bringing in for some workouts this week with the San Francisco 49ers. Croc, how come we have not heard more about Jair Brown in training camp? Remember in OTAs, he was picking balls off left and right, and then training camp started? I, I can't remember a training camp. There's, there, there's two big things that, that are standing out from this training camp so far with the 49ers. One, the lack of interceptions that all the quarterbacks are throwing, like – Interceptions happen in training camp. The fact that the 49ers have like five combined interceptions or something like that, and most of them are birdies, is kind of wild. Uh, and then the top draft pick always gets a ton of press in any training camp. And the top draft pick for the 49ers, now it wasn't a first-round pick, but he was a third-round pick. Niners moved up to get him. You know, he's on the second-team defense, and maybe that's because there hasn't been a lot of uh, interceptions thrown by the quarterbacks that we're not hearing about the, the DBs. But Croc, your DB, you see anything from Jair Brown? Nobody's talking about him. That's at, that's at practice. He's getting no ink spilled about him right now, which is which is a little bit wild. Even even noting if he's he's not, there's no bad plays noted either. Right, and 
there were a couple practices I was at where I did not see Tajer Gibson playing. And it was not uh, uh, Jagger Brown that was filling in for him. It was actually Odom. So he was kind of running mm-hmm. with the ones. So where is he at? He is definitely, you know, pegged into that tier two. Now, there was a play that popped up on Instagram or, excuse me, on Twitter, uh, a highlight play. You see Debo Samuel with a nice catch and run, slant, slant guy. I mean, we already know how, you know, Debo Samuel does when it comes to that. And it was, it was a terrific pass to hit him in stride by Brock Purdy. And I said, Peacock, we've been talking about something. What do you notice here? And it was Jair Brown who once he, everybody said, oh, he took a bad angle. He took a bad angle. It wasn't even so much about the angle. It was just, you're just not fast enough. Like, you can't run with me. Now, Debo runs off on a lot of people, and he kind of has, like, this sneaky, like, super speed that you're not truly expecting. Yeah, but that was one of those things where he is has a good angle. He actually comes down. Okay, I look like I'm going to make the tackle, and Debo just turns on the Jets and just blows right by him. And I always say, you don't got to be fast until you need to be fast. And at that time, that 40-yard dash kind of showed up because he had zero chance. I mean, it was just, boom, and it's like, oh, man, you can see him. You know a guy is, I don't want to say slow when this happens, but one guy is just significantly faster than the other guy. When you run a guy out of his form, when you say, like, oh, you know, typically you have good form, then all of a sudden the arms start swinging and the legs yeah. going all over the place because you're trying everything you can to keep up with a guy. It kind of looked like that, and almost before he could get to that point, he kind of just was like, I'm not catching this guy. <laughs> and that part, more than anything else, stood out to me because nobody else talked about that. Everybody else looking at the throw, the catch, Debo Samuel, he's do, doing what he does. Great. I'm looking at Jair Brown. I'm like, that's one thing that we noted. Yep. It's tough because we saw those exact type of plays on tape. And it's funny because Jair Brown's kind of like the Brock Purdy of – defense where i think when games happen it's it's not going to end up mattering a lot and it's the same thing it's like you don't need that gear until you need it and it's like you don't need to make this extra throw you don't need that big arm until you need it and uh and it's gonna be fascinating to see how he works into the 49ers defense um you know playing in the slot is he gonna be susceptible to slot goes or something like that if he's is if he's playing that kind of a role for the 49ers defense but it's something we noted and it's on tape and um he's not the fastest guy and guys outrun angles have outrun angles on him in college and Debo did it to him in practice. But the other side of that is that Debo does that to the best of them. Like Debo, yeah. Debo, if, if Debo can do it to Jalen Ramsey, he can for sure do it to your, your rookie safety. You know what I mean? So um, Debo's got crazy burst. So you, you can't put too much into one play, you know, one highlight play from practice. You never want to over overdo it, but it is something to watch with, with Jair Brown. And I, I do think it's interesting that, he hasn't made a ton of plays in practice and nobody's really talking about him. And I can't wait to see if that changes when the, you know, when the hitting starts for real, because, you know, safeties, linebackers, running backs, and really <laughs> to be like, I, I don't want to call, call it like glorified passing league, but how much can we learn in practice from the linemen right now and the running backs and the linebackers, even with pads on at practice, it's still not full, full. And so I think that'll be really important for the joint practices and especially in the preseason games with guys that need, you know, the, that need the, the ability to run through arm tackles, the ability to come up and hit somebody. I mean, you know, that's, that's part of football. So we still need to see that. You talk about the offensive line and that is going to be huge. Just to see how they compete really just in the 
practices, the joint practices against the Raiders, and then also the actual games. Because one thing that has been for certain, and I know you're missing guys like Trent Williams, and I know that this offensive line is trying to build some continuity, but the 49ers have given, like, Eric Armstead, he's had, like, a day off here and there. You know, Javon Hargraves, like, you know, he's not going to go a ton of snaps. There is no Nick Bosa out there. But the D-line is still kicking the offensive lines. But these quarterbacks are having a tough time. And this is the, this is one of those things that people don't truly factor in with these quarterbacks, especially once you start getting to, like, second group, third group. Everybody, you know, is, is glorified. Well, going against the one, but the one, at least you have, like, the best offensive line to go with so that your clock isn't sped up. Sam Darlene and Trey Lance and even uh, uh, Brandon Allen playing with that whatever offensive line they're playing in. Remember, there's a there's a shortage of offensive line, good offensive linemen around the league. So guys are struggling to have five good ones. And the 49ers might have one of the biggest question marks on their entire offensive line out of anyone in the NFL or hovering around there. All right. So you kind of look at that. And now you're playing with the reserves and then the reserves to the reserves. The quarterbacks are kind of running. They're not running for their lives right now because it's not live. But if it were live, they'd be taking a ton of hits. And you just continue to see, oh, it looked like a sack. Oh, yeah, this guy threw this pass, but it looked like he would have been sacked. And today, I mean, that was something that was a reoccurring theme for the quarterbacks, just consistently under some kind of duress. And it's hard to play a quarterback position like that. You have to play with timing and rhythm. And there's going to be times, obviously, where there's not a clean pocket, where the pocket is muddy. But to the extent of what these quarterbacks have dealt with throughout training camp, there's guys in their faces a lot. Taco Charlton is looking like an all-pro. Drake Jackson looked like an all-pro. Brian got back there multiple times today. Cleveland Farrell, he was sacking the quarterbacks today. I mean, they're, they're getting back there and running off on these quarterbacks. And, and it's, uh, I'm curious to see what they look like in live action, but I would say whoever the quarterbacks are, you, you talked about kind of the split. The first group, you might be somewhat okay because you're not, you're probably not going to go against the best version of the Raiders defensive line. But whoever comes in after that, it's probably going to have a tough time being able to do anything in any type of rhythm because I expect that offensive line, whoever those guys are, those reserve guys, to kind of get their bus kicked a little bit. Yeah, and and Kyle Shanahan's probably talking to Josh McDaniels like, "Hey, I won't play Trent Williams if you don't play Max Crosby." You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> big deal here. We got no Bosa already, so you can't play your best pass rusher against my guys. Right, uh, and it's one thing in practice too because you know the quarterbacks can't get hit, so it's like a quote unquote sack, or it would have been a sack, but then they're getting credit for a, a completion in in the box score because they're still able to just dump the ball off, even though they would have been down, and they're still getting the ball out, and so it's kind of you know. Well, that's a discrepancy there because some people are, again, when you look at the stats, some people are counting those throws. Some people aren't. So, you know, I've seen some reports where Trey Lance was three of seven, and this is where you can see kind of the difference in, in general. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance three of seven and threw an interception. And then there's other people that have him three of four. And, well, he still had that interception, but he would have gotten sacked on that. Like He got sacked before he threw the pick. So... That's why you. I don't put a whole lot of stock in those. You kind of just have to be there and see, you know, what does it look like with the quarterbacks and, uh, you know, how are they, you know, throwing the ball? They're throwing with rhythm. There are some people like, oh, man, they, you know, they're holding on to the ball a little bit too long. Shout out to my guy Hannibal Thompson. And he talked about it. He said, man, a little indecisive. And I was like, man, that's surprising because Trey Lance, he, he has been actually very dis, uh, 
decisive with his throws. I've been surprised by that. But the further you get down with this, are the guys running the right routes? You know, is is Daz Newsom running his route route at the right depth? Is Daz Newsom getting open and that's who you're throwing to? It's not it's not Brandon Ayuk who's consistently being that. It's not Debo Samuel where he's been in the system for, you know, four years or five years, whatever it is now, where he just knows where to be. Some of these other guys, you know, and I think that's why we've seen like Willie Sneed kind of take off and we're talking about him a lot because he, they're probably like, well, he's a veteran and I can just count on him. So let me just throw the ball to Willie Sneed instead of standing back there waiting for these guys to get to their marks and get sacked. So I'm curious to see what all of that looks like with those second unit guys in the preseason game, because I think it's kind of, it's kind of been a little bit of a struggle, especially protecting the quarterbacks. And have a chance to go back and, and film review the plays and, and really dive into what these guys are looking like on the field in the first action. It's happening this week. Football is here for the San Francisco 49ers. Joint practices Raiders in the preseason game Sunday in that exhibition opener. And, of course, we'll have it covered for you every step of the way. Weeky Wednesday tomorrow. Make sure you tuned in. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Croc and I right back here. Lockdown 49ers.